0: Are you
1: ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. Cheers, everybody. We're off and running. Uh, Wednesday, August 12th, we're recording tonight, and we've got a Pretty big show tonight to go over here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to recap the weekend. We're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to go over a big UFC pay-per-view, the Wyndham Championship, talk a little AFC and NFC South action. Should be a lot to get through.
1: Yeah, let's kick right off with uh, the results from the PGA Championship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A, a great tournament. Colin Morikawa gets the win. A lot of a lot of things he set. He's the third youngest player to win a major behind only Rory McIlroy and Jack Nicklaus, the th- third player to win a major in two or fewer starts, and the ninth player ever to win the PGA Championship in their debut in the tournament. So, yeah, pretty impressive.
1: Absolutely, and and he played very well. You know, shooting six under uh, on the final day yep. to uh, win by two. Paul Casey and Dustin Johnson finished two shots back. And Jason Day and a bevy of others at minus ten. Matthew Wolf, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, and Brandon DeChambeau uh, all finished right there in uh, the top eight. Unfortunately for me, my favorite bet yep. of the week missed the top ten by one stroke. Daniel Berger played really well all the way until Sunday, where he ended up. He was just behind the pace from what everyone else did. He shot one under. Almost everyone else in the top ten shot you know, at least two or three under. So um, a little disappointing for me because I felt like I was in great position there, a burger, huh?
0: Yeah, he looked good all weekend. Uh, you know, the, the final round is, it's it's tough. He wasn't quite able to get there.
1: Yeah, it looked like Tong Lee was going to be uh, really good heading into Saturday, and then, you know, the wheels came off a little bit on Saturday. I think he shot like 73, and kind of really knocked him down the leaderboard and, and put him in some trouble heading into Sunday. So a great event. Colin Morakow, we talked about him earlier this year, yeah. and I think that I said something like, if you don't know his name, you better learn it because he's going to win a lot. He is a very good, very talented player, and you're going to see him in contention in majors for a long time to come.
0: Yeah, I mean, he led. One of the things that I you know look for is to what, what they do well to win. He led in driving accuracy this weekend kept the ball in the fairway, gave himself looks at greens, and then putted well.
1: Yeah, that the rough at Harding Park was really underestimated by some of the players heading yeah. into the tournament. They thought that it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but when you saw the way the ball, you, you couldn't really stick it tight from the rough at all. It was long enough and gnarly enough to make it challenging. And, you know, in fact, you had some guys, I think Fowler had a whiff uh,
0: in the rough at one point as well. Yeah, so one of the things I noticed about it, especially in the earlier rounds, not only was the grass thick, it, it had it held moisture in the morning, so it yeah. made it just that much harder to get the ball up and out of there.
1: So it was a fun, really fun event. Um, yeah, Sunday was great. Yeah, so you it's know, UFC. UFC talk.
0: Yeah, so so Derek Lewis does it again is my headline. Um, you know, getting the win there uh, in impressive fashion early in the second round. Uh, official time was what like 24 seconds into the second round something like that um you know he looks good
1: yeah um another disappointment for me here and me here
0: i (laughs) bet against Eric lewis
1: you know i i saw this fight going over one and a half and some the danger in a heavyweight fight with trying to bet the over in is yeah you know they can clip each other at any point and one guy can go down so i was very disappointed in that because you know, honestly, Olenek looked pretty good in round one. Sure. And I feel like he, if he could have avoided that big shot, he's got a great chance to win the fight.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, Derek Lewis, 83% of his strikes landed. He outstruck Olenek 35-3 uh, to 3 in that fight. So really just was having his way on the feet. Uh, Weidman gets the win, uh, the decision victory.
1: Yeah, uh, kind of a surprise to me there as well. Um, I wasn't sure that Weidman had anything left in yeah. the tank but uh, he kind of controlled the fight he, he did it he did what he had to do.
0: yeah it was a really close fight. I think the decision was uh, you know was it was in doubt you know for most of it so you know, he, he had a slight lead in strikes takedowns were, were similar so it was the control time that was really the difference.
1: No doubt. And I just read that Luke Rockhold's making a comeback. Maybe they can fight each other again.
0: Yeah. I'd watch it.
1: Yeah, why not? A couple guys that feel like they're on the downside of their career for sure. A
0: couple other nice finishes. Darren Stewart and uh, Benil DeRouche had a couple first-round victories. Very exciting um, for a couple of the earlier fights on the card.
1: It was a nice free card. Um, yeah. doesn't stack up to what we're going to see this weekend, though.
0: No. Nor should it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, what do we got coming up
0: next, Tom? Huh? So we're gonna check in on some of our Major League Baseball over unders. We each gave you three that we liked, so I think you'll see here we're we're doing good on some, not so not so much on a, on one or two others. Uh, so we'll start with mine. I had the Cubs at over thirty one and a half at eleven and three, looking all right. Yeah, looking pretty solid.
1: Yeah, you got to feel pretty good about that yeah, one right it's now. It's good.
0: I got the White Sox under thirty one and a half. They're ten and nine. So they they could kind of go they're, they're hovering right there like it's, yeah. it that one might be tight
1: that number was set pretty well it seems yeah. like
0: and then the rays under thirty three and a half they're ten and eight you know I'm I'm a little ahead of the game but not by much so yeah. that one might be tight to to wait out here
1: yeah and uh, I know uh, for sure one of mine that's not looking too good is the Orioles already have eight wins on the season.
0: Yeah,
1: 8-7. Um, I wasn't sure they'd win eight games all year, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, their
0: over-under was 20 and, a half, and you have the under. Uh, you know, that one might be tight, but again, they're yeah. playing such a hard division, it wouldn't be weird to see them go, like, a, a I one didn't for expect ten. the Red Sox to stink this bad. Yeah. I mean... And the Blue Jays are struggling a little bit still with all their travel concerns and whatnot. Yeah. And, and then,
1: then I had the Marlins, and that is not looking sharp either. It's... it's, it's
0: they're seven and four. Yeah. They're, the one thing you have an advantage with this is the Marlins got to play a lot of makeup games. They might get exhausted.
1: Yeah. Particularly Plus, if they fall a few games behind and yeah. in the playoff race, yep. um, they may lose some of that edge and motivation. I think that they just lack a, a certain level of talent to keep yep. up with a lot of these teams. But the Phillies and Mets have been a huge disappointment thus far. So it's been, uh, you know, it's certainly difficult to. It, it, the Nationals haven't been great either at six and seven. So that that whole division's been a little bit down. Yeah. Um, aside from the Braves who are eleven and eight, which you know,
0: but they have every injury in the world right now. They're, yeah. They're in trouble.
1: And um, the, Rockies, the Rockies, yeah,
0: though, over twenty-seven and a half. They already have twelve wins at twelve and five. Actually beating the Dodgers right now um, in the Western Division. So twelve and five. That one is. Almost money in your pocket at this point. I feel
1: really good about that one. They would have to go really sideways down the stretch. Absolutely. So You
0: have, what, 43 games left, and you need 15,
1: 15 wins. 16 15, 16 wins to six, get the over. Yeah, again. 16 and 27 gets me to the over. Yeah, so, not bad. Know, those, that's the thing, like a good stretch like that, that Cubs hot stretch to start the season, put you in in lock zone you know pretty much they'd have yeah. to they'd have to go really bad for yeah. a while
0: yeah <laughs> they'd have to have a pretty bad meltdown yeah which also means uh, our podcast won't be fun with kevin if they I, went in that kind of a i'll down. just be a grumpy bastard every time <laughs> i got to come out and talk about baseball
1: <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely
0: um anything else how do you feel about the product you're seeing in baseball since we're
1: you know parents? it's it, it's been fun to watch you know yeah uh if it weren't for the moron St. Louis Cardinals, maybe this league would be a little better, but they've played five games and you know, they've had this massive outbreak because guys weren't following protocols. And then um, I just heard uh, a couple of Indians players.
0: They got sent home. Got
1: sent home because they, they broke protocol and then he lied about it on top of it.
0: It just puts everyone at risk. It's, it's really irresponsible.
1: It's selfish. It really is. You're, you're you're putting yourself above the team because you didn't want to follow out. the protocols, you know, and that's just yeah. it's selfish behavior. And and I really I find it so aggravating that, that guys would do that stuff. And I hope that we don't see the same kind of stuff in the NFL, you know.
0: Yeah, that you know, and it's it's harder in the NFL. You got to think the rosters are a lot bigger. Yeah, You're going to have a few people who, you know, and, and the season's going to be longer. Baseball's usually longer, but in the shortened season, it's not as long. You think guys should be able to hold their water for three months. Football season's going to be stretched out over a long period of time.
1: Yeah, and right now, the Pittsburgh Pirates are just terrible, aren't they?
0: Yeah, 3-13,
1: yeah. Holy cow. And have you had any surprises so far, Tom? Anything that's really...
0: Yeah, I think there's a I think the Rockies being that good it's a surprise. the Padres. Are 11 and 7. They're doing yeah. really well in the West, so that's that's kind of a a bit of a surprise. But I think the American League has more of the surprises than No
1: doubt. I think that, you know, the A's 12 and 6 and the Astros only being 7 and 10. Yeah. You only well, look at the other side of it.
0: Well, it was one of the my, you know, I picked the Angels. I picked the wrong Team yeah. on the West, but I, I picked against the Astros, thinking that they were going to get everyone's best shot. Yeah, people are going to get up for these games, and it seems to be that way. Uh, people are really going after them when they get to play, both in the game and <laughs> alternatively throwing at them. And, right. And
1: the AL Central looks to be shaping up to be a great race this year. Um, you've got four teams within one and a half games. Yeah,
0: four teams above five hundred, right there. And
1: uh, the the Tigers are the surprise of the group at nine and seven. I don't know if they'll have the staying power to, yeah. you
0: know, stick around long term. If you remember our baseball preview, we we barely knew like four guys on the whole team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, technical difficulties be damned, <laughs> we got cut off there in the middle of a of a thought, but <laughs> but we didn't lose the file, so that's always important. <laughs> um, Back
0: up your files, guys. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. You know, again, some of these surprises, it's nice to watch. I'm, I'm enjoying what we're seeing in baseball. It's nice to have it back. Uh, it took a little while to get used to the whole, you know, no crowd, the, the noise. play cards. Yeah. Everything's just... And we're back again after another quick interruption, so don't mind the uh, choppy nature of this podcast tonight <laughs> as we've had it go down twice on us. But hopefully we've rectified the issues now and we can keep on rolling here. Um, Let's get into the window. Yeah, just before that, I wanted to mention one other thing. I don't think we had it on the agenda tonight, but have you caught much NBA so far since the return?
0: Yeah, I've been watching it um, here and there. It's, I've been way more into the hockey return. I think the just the format was more fun right out the gate. I think yeah. they're still doing the regular season stuff for basketball, so it's kind of – and the East is almost not worth watching.
1: The fun story for me has been these Portland Trailblazers, man. Yeah. Dame. Dame is going nuts, man. He's dropping big numbers. He's been over 52 games in a row, dropped 61 yesterday.
0: Yeah. He, he talked a little junk. We were talking about it before. He uh, he called out a few players saying, you just jumped a good team, good team. You don't know what it's like to like grind for one city. I'm paraphrasing here. But yeah. uh, it was uh, after that he's been showing out. I think he's kind of sick of the... You know, being discredited as one of the... I mean, he's clearly one of the best players in the league, but I think he's an afterthought for a lot of these guys.
1: How about the resurgence of our boy Mello?
0: Mello's Mello's awesome. He'll always be able to score.
1: Yeah. He lost a bunch of weight coming into this year. Scored 26 yesterday. And that's not a team I want to see in the first round, I'll tell you that. No,
0: it's not. And uh, I would love, love, love for them to knock, like, the Lakers out or... Oh, how you sweet know, would that be? Insert somebody big here. It would be so much fun to watch. I'll probably be a Trailblazer fan to start the playoff run there.
1: Yeah, no question. But it's been a lot of fun to, to watch this restart in the Western Conference in particular. I like watching the Rockets and yeah. their crazy up-and-down style of play. Um, looks like Westbrook's got a little injury. Not sure if he's yeah. going to be ready to go when the playoff series starts. But uh, I, I can't wait. You know, hockey playoffs have gotten fired up, so... I think we'll get to that a little bit yeah, later we're on. Yeah, talk so. a about it. Uh, Wyndham Championship, Tom.
0: Wyndham Championship. So, uh, definitely a big tournament. It's in a weird spot this year. It's the last tournament before the playoffs start. Uh, so, you got some guys who are outside looking in, have a shot. So, you, those guys may be a little extra to go this year. Uh, past winners. Last year, JT Pottson uh, won. Brent Snedger, who uh, won in 2018, who's actually won this tournament twice. Uh, then Henrik Stenson. Uh, Davis Love III has actually won this three times. And again, Webb Simpson finished, uh, has won this tournament once and finished tw- uh, second two times in 2019 and 2018.
1: And Webb Simpson is your betting favorite going into, yeah. the, week- going into the tournament this weekend. For so. uh,
0: reasons. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's plus 950, uh, followed by Brooks Koepka at plus 1000, and Patrick Reed at plus 1200. Um, you can also get guys like Tommy Fleetwood and Paul Casey at plus sixteen hundred and plus and plus eighteen hundred, respectively. Uh, there are some other names on the list. Obviously, uh, some good players in uh, Jordan Spieth at plus four thousand. He's been so erratic. It feels like at some point he's going to put it together, but this seems to be a tournament that is all about accuracy and ball striking. Yeah. And that hasn't really been, you know, he, he when he's been... on,
0: that's him. But yeah, it just he, it like you said. He have, he'll have one good round. you be like, okay, he's turning the corner. Then the next round will just—it won't be there for him.
1: Yeah. Um, so you know, let's take a look here. Did you have anybody that you really like in this event?
0: So I mean, it's tough. Uh, the guys I really like, maybe Har- Harold Varner the third. Uh, he's one of these guys who's—he's going to be in the playoffs, but he could still really improve his position for it um, with a good performance and with some of the. You know, some of the upper echelon guys being out of there, he's in that second tier of, of of golfer who now has only a few of those those upper echelon guys to get past. I think he's, a, for gambling purposes especially, especially, I think he's good. What's he at? Yeah, so you've got Harold Varner. He is...
1: 6000 so nice price on him.
0: Yeah, I, he will be my bet for... For this, um, I think that you know he ranks really high in T to Green. I had the number; I don't know where I put it, but uh, really high in T to Green. And I think that's what we've seen. This is what that tournament's all about. Just looking at the winner, past winners.
1: Two names to watch that I'm going to give you here. Uh, first, Kevin Kisner. I'm going to go to the well there, plus 325 to make to finish in the top ten. I'm going to go ahead and lock that one up as uh, on the record here, Tom. So give me Kisner at plus 325. Uh, The other name that I really like here is Brendan Todd. He's playing great golf. He drives the ball accurately, stays out of trouble. Uh, Really good ball striker. You can get him to win the event at plus 3,000. Also top 10 for plus 325. I'm going to play both of those, Brendan Todd and Kevin Kisner, to finish in the top 10, plus 325 each.
0: And then you said Barner's at plus Plus 6,000 to win. Plus 6,000
1: to win. Yeah. So, uh, my selection to win the event is Brendan Todd, Kevin Kisner to have a great showing. I think Todd is in great form right now. He, yeah, he's...
0: an interesting name is Paul Casey. Uh, he played great this last weekend, and, you know, Tita to kind of his thing. So, it would be interesting to see. He does hit it pretty far, though. So, what well, I don't know what his odds are.
1: Yeah, he is.
0: Give
1: me one second here, trying to track it down. This should be a lot easier than it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, Varner's my guy. I, I just love the opportunity for him. Paul Casey
1: think. was plus 1,600. Plus
0: hundred. Plus sixteen? That's not bad either. Yeah. Uh, hockey? Yeah, let's talk some NHL hockey. So the the playoffs are set. They've actually, a couple games have already been played. Um, the East, let's go through them. 1-8. and eight, The Flyers and the Canadians are going to be going at it.
1: Yeah, the Flyers played tremendously well upon the restart. In the round robin, uh, I don't think that the Canadians are all that great of a team, and I think that this is probably going to be a five game series at most. is is my expectation. I don't know if they, have they played game one yet, or is that tonight? Uh, no,
0: game one for them is actually uh, ooh, when is it tomorrow? Oh no, tonight at eight o'clock. Yeah. So they'll they'll play game one uh, tonight. Um, yeah, I feel the same with Philly just they look so good in the round robin. It's hard to imagine that um getting you know slowing down for them as good as they looked uh tampa bay versus columbus so the 2-7 matchup i i you know i feel the same way tampa bay did get the first win and one, one of the craziest hockey games you'll ever see
1: the columbus goalie had 80 86 saves 85 yeah, something saves, like something that. like that
0: unbelievable game um uh, immediately, some people were like, "Oh, they should cap the overtime." No,
1: no, let it go. Let this it is go. what playoff overtime is about in hockey.
0: It's if you're ever if you're a fan of hockey, you know that playoff overtime is the most stressful time of your life. Yeah, every trip down, you're either gonna win or lose, and it, it just feels like that the whole time. It's so much fun.
1: I was able to let out a, a joyful shout this afternoon when my Bruins won in playoff overtime. So, absolutely, um, yeah, I, I think Tampa Bay got a little too much firepower here and uh, will come out on top in this series. I think that Columbus will give them a a tussle, but I think that uh, Tampa will come out on top.
0: All right, next we have the number three Washington Capitals, the number six seed Islanders of New York. Not the Rangers, but the Islanders of New York. And their first game was today, and the Islanders came away with a victory 4-2.
1: Yeah, and I like the Islanders in this series. I think that uh, they play really great defense, and I think that matches up well against this team from Washington that seems to maybe be losing a little step at this point. They've got a lot of veterans on that squad and may not quite be as explosive as they once were. So I look forward to seeing if the Islanders can advance in this series.
0: Yeah, I think that matchup is pretty good. They're fairly even. It should be interesting to see how that shakes out. 4-5, uh, your Boston Bruins versus the Carolina Hurricanes. And as you said, the Bruins got the, the win today and a little overtime. Yeah. double overtime
1: after playing terribly in the round robin yes. format so the question is are they starting to put it together As it you know were they just sleepwalking the first three I have my concerns about this series uh, you know I'm not going to make a pick because it's my favorite team but you know I, you know which side I'll be rooting for
0: yeah I know and I think this series is actually a, a really good matchup I think you'll see a lot of games close because neither team the, both teams play solid defensively uh, they're both going to push the action i think they're similarly build uh, i think though boston has more talent at the uh you know the top line uh west golden knights versus the blackhawks who the blackhawks have been on fire about the golden knights already uh with a win yesterday four to one looking like they have not missed a step they're an awfully
1: good team out there <laughs> and i think they're gonna be I don't think that the Blackhawks can match up at this point.
0: Yeah, the Blackhawks have a lot of power uh, with scoring, so you know they may be able to, to make prolong this series a little bit. They, they can score in bunches. That's yeah. crazy. But they also allow goals in bunches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Colorado Avalanche versus Arizona Coyotes. Um, the 2-7 matchup is actually going on right now. It's tied 0-0 in the third period. Um, so for all of you uh, defensive fiends out there, a lot of people have loved this Avalanche team yeah. going into the playoffs. I so. said it earlier, that was my pick to win it. So, Yeah, I've we'll heard see. that from more than one place, yeah. that's for sure. They're, so They're young, and it just seems like they're getting to that, that point now where it's time yeah. for them to perform. Uh, the, the 3-6 matchup in the West is Dallas versus Calgary.
1: And Calgary, I think, jumped out to a uh, win in the first game of the series.
0: Yep, one
1: 3-2 yesterday. Dallas has been very cold uh, leading up to the Shutdown, and then you know they obviously weren't that great in the round robin either. So yeah. I I don't know if they've maybe lost a little bit here, but I think I, I kind of like Calgary. I think they've got they've got what it takes. They're they're an exciting team to watch.
0: Yeah, I think that series will be interesting to see if Dallas is able to get back to uh, what were was making them successful in the regular season or not. Yeah. Uh, number four, number five, which I am very excited to see this: the uh, St. Louis Blues versus the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, very, it, it on paper it seems like the Blues are way better. Yeah. but the Canucks just played so well in the, since they've been back. It's kind of been crazy. Yeah,
1: well, I'm I'm interested to see this one too, and I think the St. Louis is. I, I'd have to lean St. Louis here yeah. in this situation, you know. But um, I think that it'll be a fun series, if nothing else.
0: No, it should be very fun. Hockey playoffs are always great. The because of the overtime and how tight a lot of the games are and the series tend to go on a little bit and should be interested to see in this environment with no travel how that works out
1: Yeah, ready to talk a little, little fist fights yeah let's talk about some fist fights so
0: UFC 252 in case you weren't aware is going to be awesome uh, obviously the main event is what everyone's looking forward to Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier 3 uh, finishing their trilogy Cormier says this is his last fight uh, either way, so it should be very interesting to see how he goes out. I did see a thing yesterday about how hard he's been working. He's lost a bunch of weight for this fight, trying to get in, in much better shape. Uh, if you watch the last one, he kind of looks sluggish, and it, you know Miocic was able to take advantage of it. You know that he's such a competitor. You just got to
1: feel like he's going to do all that he can to come out on top. He's got to avoid getting into those big exchanges with stipe yeah. i rewatched fight two here recently and watching stipe work his body at times in that fight yeah that was the difference down the stretch the that was i mean it changed everything so cormier has got to be prepared for that and be prepared to counter those those body shots and and you know land over the top on when he's throwing those at the body
0: i wonder if cormier is going to think about wrestling a little bit i mean the, the man's an amazing wrestler. He really hasn't tried too much with Stipe, and I think it would be a good idea to get Stipe on his back. And Stipe finished him. so
1: many people that have tried to take him down yeah. in the past that I think it it maybe put a little concern into Cormier for for sure. But but that's what Cormier does best, and I right. think that he needs to kind of get back to that. He
0: loves the clinch work. He loves to push you up against the cage, and we'll, we'll probably see more of that. But I don't think Stipe shies away from that either. As strong of a striker as he is, yeah. Another uh, the, the fight's on the card. Sean O'Malley. Oh, Sugar Sean back again fighting Marlon Vera. Uh, if you're not familiar with Marlon Vera, a very good fighter. Um, this is a
1: step up in class for O'Malley. Yes.
0: Vera's very dangerous. He's He wins a lot of fights by submission. He gets some crazy submissions. He, I was watching some of his fights this weekend ready for this, and they were like... In the clinch, and he grabbed a head and arm triangle standing and then dropped down. Yeah, it was cr- I've never seen anyone do it. It was crazy. Uh, it happened in a flash, also. You're like, wait, yeah. wait, how'd that work? Uh, so, you know, O'Malley, I think if he keeps it on his feet and keeps his distance, he'll be fine. He, he's such right. a great striker, uh, but you know, you can't count Vera out. Um, anything else to add on that one? I mean,
1: no, I think that's going to be a really good fight. I, I, Sean O'Malley is really interesting to watch, but Marlon Vera is a guy that he, he cannot take lightly. He, he better he better be preparing hard for this
0: fight. Yeah. And then another heavyweight bout that should be a lot of fun: Junior Dos Santos versus Rosenstuck Streak Streak Rosenstrike.
1: I don't know. I can't I, remember. I think they were calling him Rosenstrike in yeah. the last fight.
0: He is a very vicious puncher, and JDS. Everyone knows, very good boxer, one of the best boxers at uh, the heavyweight. Just punches, jabs, keeps his distance, but the power edge is probably leaning the other way.
1: Yeah, Rosenstrike was, you know, a very hot contender coming in and got laid out by Nagano in no time. I was all over Rosenstrike in that fight. I thought he had a chance, but he did not. (laughs) It turns out. So um, I think that Rosenstrike is deservedly the slight favorite in this fight. He's minus one forty to JDS at plus one ten, so but JDS is so talented and he knows how to box, and if yeah. he can keep the distance and outstrike Rosenstrike, it it it's very possible that that happens. So,
0: yeah, a lot of good fighters on here that you know Jim Miller is fighting uh, Vince Pichel. Yeah, um, you know
1: Vince Michelle is favored in that fight. I do not like Vince Pichel in that fight. I watched <laughs> Vince Pichel get his teeth kicked in by uh, Gregor Gillespie yeah uh, so I, I like Jim Miller in that fight at minus 105 Jim Miller is just the guy who
0: won't go away yeah He's just he's there yeah uh, John Dodson's fighting again uh, Marab I have no chance Devalish Billy no chance to say it right Villy. Billy yeah. um, Marab's very good he yeah. I've been seeing a lot about him a lot of people are liking him in this fight what are the odds on that one
1: yeah, he's minus
0: 230. Oh, yeah, see? I, I guess that's why.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Herbert Burns, Gilbert Burns' little brother, yes. is on this card as well. Uh, another, you know, he's fighting Daniel Pineda. Um, Herbert Burns is a big favorite in that fight. Um, Ion Kutalaba against Magomed Ankalaev. Another one with a big spread here with uh, Ankalaev as a big minus 320 favorite yeah. against Kutalaba.
0: Yeah, the betting might be tough for, for this as far as wins go because there's so many big favorites it seems yeah Um, yeah
1: your opportunities are going to be in you know maybe Rosenstrike. you know if you can pick the winner of the main event that's dead even minus 115 each um you know maybe uh jim Jim miller's minus 105 o'malley's a big favorite favorite
0: yeah yeah so stay tuned saturday night we will be throwing out tons of bets i know we're having a little bit of a a get together to watch this one and oh yeah um, anything you want to you're, you're in now or um, God, there's so many big favorites in this that I'm looking at it's yeah I mean I, I like um,
1: Jim Miller at minus 105 against Vince Bichelle so that one that one you can mark down for me
0: 105
1: yeah yeah that one is uh, definitely on my on my radar, list. and I I will be getting action there. Um, what, what do you do, know about Parker Porter in this in this fight against Chris Dawkins? Yeah, me neither. I, I think these might be guys that are kind of new to the new to the game in the UFC. Yeah. So you know I, I don't see a lot of great betting opportunities, Tom. I just not yet, but I I would lean Miocic in the main event. I just think that he's he's younger, his striking is so furious and I think if he continues that game plan of going to Cormier's body, It'll it's going to work off. again. Yeah. Yeah. It may take a few rounds. It may, it may not be till the fourth or fifth.
0: What do you have JDS at on there right now? Plus 110. Yeah, that's that's mine. That's my pick. Uh, his talent, getting plus money against a guy who... Coming off a big knockout loss. Yeah, he's, he's a little suspect in the uh, cardio department as well. Yeah. Give me JDS to box, keep him, stay away.
1: yeah. And he may get a late finish. Yeah. So, yeah, those are our picks for this weekend. This is going to be a fun one, guys.
0: Absolutely. A lot of of good entertaining fights uh, on this card. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk some football.
1: I always want to talk some football.
0: All right. So, same process. We're going to start two divisions tonight. We'll go over each team, some changes, some questions we have. Uh, They're over-under. And then in each division, Kevin and I will pick winners. And our favorite over-under of the evening. Yeah. So we're starting in the AFC South with the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, six and 10, uh, kind of in a transitional phase, it seems for them trying to figure out what to do. Uh, I know Kevin, and I both love their draft. Yeah. How much impact they can have remains to be seen, but
1: I just don't love their quarterback.
0: Now their quarterback is
1: Gardner Minshew had some funny. of the, some of the worst numbers in the NFL. After he returned uh, to the starting role late in the season, he was he was really not good at all, and to me, I think that that was the regression to what he was, that, as opposed to right. the hot start that he got. So I, I have a feeling that his struggles will hold this team back in a division that I think all three other teams are pretty good. Um, so so to me, I, I'm I am not high on the Jacksonville Jaguars. One issue.
0: thing to watch out for as we're talking about the AFC South is who they have to play. They of course the division itself is pretty tough. There's three solid football teams, the Jaguars not so much. But you're playing the NFC North, which we already went over, and they have the Packers, the Lions are no pushovers, the even the Bears are a solid football team, and yeah. the Vikings are just have been solid for years. And they're playing the AFC North. So they gotta play the Steelers, the Ravens the browns yeah uh, i mean those are some very difficult schedules so uh what's the jaguars over under kev you have to give me one second i'm having a little difficulty with
1: my website here i know that uh i think it was right around that 6 mark again but give me one second here and see if i can get it to pull up um I like to talk about their draft a little, Tom.
0: Yeah, their draft was, I mean, great job by them to fill need and get best player available. I thought C.J. Henderson and Clayvon Chason in the first round. Uh, LaVisca Chenault in the second round. Devon Hamilton, who I just loved coming out of Ohio State. They are able to get uh, Shaquille Quarterman in the fourth round. Um, a wide receiver with a lot of upside and Colin Johnson in the fifth. Um, so just well-rounded, Hit a little bit of everything. Ben Barch from St. John's, the tackle. Yeah. Uh, so, just really good. So,
1: Jacksonville has their over under. And let's see if they even have one up yet. Their over under is not up right now.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at BetUS. I don't see it either. Yeah. Weird. Weird. I wonder why they're off the board. Yeah, they're off the board right now. All right. That stinks. I really wanted to bet the under. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, What other questions do you have about this team? I mean, the quarterback, I think, is the biggest question. Is that sustainable? Can Fournette Uh, continue the success that he had last season? I'm going to say short answer define success. I I think he's going to be a very good football player still. Uh, I know for fantasy, as I look at a lot of the stuff, I don't think he's going to keep up the same pace because of the addition of Chris Thompson. I think Chris Thompson comes in and takes a lot of that third down work. I mean, his he had 100 targets in the air. That's not going to yeah. happen again with Thompson no. on the roster. No. But he's so, still, he'll still be a good back.
1: So, you know, will Thompson be an addition to that offense because of his ability to catch the ball in those third-down situations? That could be an improvement for them. You know, that they, they've got, what, DJ Shark there at wide receiver. Yeah, Shark, right
0: Keenan Cole, and then the additions of Chenault and uh, Colin Johnson. D.D. Westbrook's still there. Yeah. They have some guys on, at wide out. I think Shark's solid. I don't know what his ceiling will be. Yeah. So they have guys. They have
1: guys. <laughs> well, it, it's, again, not a team that I'm in love with. I no. I, I see five to six wins out of this Jaguars team. And
0: uh, I believe, I, if I could bet on this, I'd bet that this is Doug Marone's last year. Yeah, I would think so,
1: yeah. Without uh, some kind of surprise season where I, they win ten games and yeah. make the playoffs.
0: I can't believe he made it this long. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the Colts. The Colts last year. We're a 7 and nineteen, but as we all are aware, they've had quite a few additions. Obviously, Phillip Rivers being the most notable. Uh, Coming in at quarterback really kind of changes their planning on offense. Their running back room is just stacked with people. Uh, Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, and now Jonathan Taylor. And they have one of the best offensive lines in football.
1: I love everything about how this team is built. They had a pretty solid defense last year, too. Yeah. They've done a really nice job on both sides of that ball constructing that team, and I like their coach. I think Frank Reich's doing a fine job there.
0: Very creative.
1: Yeah. So, what can he get done with Philip Rivers? Is Philip Rivers a divisive force, or you know, does he come in yeah. and it, some guys may not take well the Philip Rivers' style of seemingly calling out receivers frequently when something doesn't go right, and his animated personality? So, yeah. you know, we'll see how that. Shakes out in that room is T.Y. Hilton going to be receptive of that type of guy because he's a competitor too, or is he going to take offense to it and create some division in the locker room? And you know, those things are, are things you got to think about. But I love the idea of having Rivers on a team that is going to be able to hammer the football and then run play action game behind it.
0: And then the addition of DeForest Buckner to this team, yeah, their defense has been solid and under the radar for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, not one of the flashiest. They're not like a – they don't have a guy who's getting 15 sacks or a guy who's getting seven, eight interceptions, but they play very well all together. It's like the Minnesota defense, I think. Yeah. It works great as a, as a unit. And, you know, Justin Houston and DeForest Buckner on the same defensive line is, is, is pretty good.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. So their over-under is set at nine, Tom. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think that's where you can expect them. I think seven and nine last year – you can kind of see Phillip Rivers maybe being two games improvement over uh, Jacoby Brissett. And I think some of the other additions and Buckner. Even Michael Pittman gives them a, a different kind of wide receiver. I think um, when you have T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell, they're, they're similar almost. Stretch the field. Fast guy is going to make some plays. So Pittman may be something that they were missing. Yeah. And then Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle, he's, he's all right.
1: Yeah. Still, still. – Very sound. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And he does everything well. You know That's the thing about Jack Doyle. So, yeah, I think nine wins is about where I would set this team. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. if they won 10 or they won eight, I would not bet an eye. It would be like, oh, yeah, sounds right. Absolutely. So, on to Tennessee. On to Tennessee. Nine and seven last year. And then, of course, the great run in the playoffs. Uh, Really a night and day team once they switched to Tannehill. They've brought most of the game back, a couple losses, uh, but – Overall, keeping Tannehill there, um, keeping Derrick Henry uh, paid and happy uh, should w- work out well for them in the long run. Yeah.
1: So, you know, this Tennessee team, obviously with that great run, it's going to be interesting to see, can they do the same thing again? You know, Derrick Henry uh, led the league in, in rushing attempts last season, um, 1,540 rushing yards, 16 rushing touchdowns. You know, he, he was really... Dynamic. He's 26. He's got a new deal now. Um, he should be in a great place to continue that success. I don't think it'll be to that extreme. Sure. And um, Yeah, I,
0: he was setting an unreal pace. Like
1: Right. And I, I do like the addition. I talked about Darrington Evans going into the yeah. draft. I like that addition a lot to replace Dion Lewis, who I think had lost a step a little bit at this point in his career.
0: Christian um, Fulton, the guy coming at corner who may complete. Pete for a started right job and then Isaiah Wilson to replace Jack Conklin who yeah. was their most notable loss in the offseason
1: yeah and Jarrell Casey as well is yeah. gone now um AJ Brown had a tremendous rookie year you know he looks like a guy that could be a number one for a long time so this is going to be a it's going to be a very interesting group this season but I don't see them continuing the same kind of success that they had previously. I think that they could take a step back here a little bit. That run was great in the playoffs. It was so much fun to watch. But I think that that was just kind of lightning in a bottle, catching, you know, the right type. They were the right type of team to beat the teams that they beat. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what happened there.
0: Yeah. And I feel like this team, though their style... It's gonna to lead to a lot of real tight games and, and yeah. that it's hard to win all of those, so
1: yeah, they're over under a set at eight and a half, Tom eight
0: and a half
1: yeah Ugh. <laughs> I know right. That puts it right in a tricky
0: spot, doesn't it? Vegas being sharp, yep uh Texans, the Bill right. O'Brien Houston Texans, and all their craziness of not knowing what they're doing ever
1: yeah it it's they seem to be all right. When they're on the field. Yeah. But their moves in the front office are befuddling.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable the things they they do and what they do it for. And, you know, they got the the Johnson brothers, David and Duke in the backfield. Uh, They're missing their best weapon, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. They've replaced him with Brandon Cooks. I mean.
1: Yeah, so you've got Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills in that receiving core all
0: similar skill sets
1: all fast guys all speed guys
0: yep. you know all even guys. kiki kuti yeah he's so small and fast like their whole lineup is speed and maybe that's a, a something they're aiming for but it just seems a little one minded right you know so
1: they've they've made some some definitely interesting decisions with that <laughs> uh, but you know sometimes it can be addition by subtraction um, not sure that that's necessarily the case with somebody <laughs> yeah. that talented. Yeah. But sometimes you see it. I was listening to one of the quarterback gurus talk about this about how Watson may have been stuck on Hopkins a little too long at times and missed wide open reads because of it. And I think that could be a factor um, in their success moving forward. And that factor, as well as adding David Johnson to the backfield, who I expect to have a resurgence this year. Um, maybe getting a healthy J.J. Uh, Watt back, I I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm gonna pick the Houston Texans to win this division again, uh, despite the fact that everybody else seems to be down on them. This is also a bit of a, a contrarian gambler's mindset here, because everyone I've heard is down on Houston a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, so
1: with everybody being down on them, to me that says go the opposite way. The public's never right. Yeah, rarely.
0: I, right. I'm picking the Colts to win this division. I think the Texans are they're good and they'll probably be right there, and it may come down to their head-to-head matchups. But the the, the Texans have a very distinct disadvantage of playing the first-place schedule versus the Colts. who get to play a third-place schedule. We already talked about how hard their comp, their their games are for the divisions. Add on top of that, having to play, you know, New England and Kansas City, uh, it's not exactly a, a nice schedule to play.
1: Yeah, well. Yeah, I'm also going to make the wager uh, on Houston over because the over-under is set at 7.5, and and Houston is even money to go over 7.5. So that's one of my favorite bets that I've seen out there is Houston over 7.5 regular season wins. That number is really low for a defending division champ who only lost DeAndre Hopkins when it comes to really the personnel losses, you know. Very rarely does a... Does a player, a sing- singular skill position player outside of quarterback, impact your win total by more than, you know, a quarter of a win or a half right. of a win.
0: I mean they've they've played a lot of games without him. He's been injured over the yeah. last couple of years here and there, so it's not you know, like they've never done it before. Right. And I think I think David Johnson in this system is, is a really nice piece for him. He's this the way they run the ball, if you remember the Texans over the last few years, they run the ball And they throw to the running back a lot. yeah. And, you know, David and Duke Johnson can do that. So, yeah, both of them. Uh, So I'm picking, like I said, I'm picking the Colts to win. I don't like any of these. I'm going to take the Titans under eight and a half. Yeah. I just, I don't think they can. Nine wins last year was, they needed a couple miracles to pull that off. I don't see that happening again. I feel like they're, to win a game, they have to play so, a lot of things have to go well. And they're not
1: going to sneak up on anybody at this point. Right. So, big factor there, if you ask me.
0: What what was the eight and a half at?
1: Eight and a half for the Titans. Under? Under is... Plus 110.
0: All right. So, well, you get a little plus money action. Well, plus there. on that, all right. Yeah. Let's do the NFC South, which is probably the most interesting division we'll talk about with everything that's going on. Uh, just a... Uh, a bunch of very good teams going at it, and the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Carolina Panthers last year, 5-11. and 11, Obviously a lot of changes with um, Matt Rule coming in to be the coach, Cam Newton going away, uh, Luke Keekly not being there. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff changing in this team, and I think that'll reflect it on the field. Uh, I'm one to think that Teddy Bridgewater is a – I mean, It's hard to say an upgrade, but he's an upgrade in certain parts of the game. He'll, he probably won't do you favors in maybe some deep balls compared to Cam and, and some scrambling, but his accuracy, his decision-making is definitely better and his ability to get rid of the ball fast.
1: Yeah, certainly a, a different look to this group um, without yeah. question, but I think that they've lost so much on this team. I think that veteran leadership of keekley is going to be you know obviously a huge detriment to not have him as part of that organization still at this point um despite the fact that he wasn't on the field that much for the last several years with yeah. various injuries um his locker room presence made a big difference uh you got a team that went you know they, they went all they, all about the defense in the yeah. draft which was they so got some
0: good players but yeah. Derek brown was
1: one of our favorite players I'm in the draft obviously a huge fan for for me um interested to see you know kind of how this season shakes out not high expectations for this team at all on the on the season so uh their over under is set at uh
0: five and a half yuck yeah yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those things that in this division, especially, it's so hard to get wins in the division. As we talk about the next three teams, these next three teams are all guys, all teams who are expecting to make the playoffs. On our, you know, two of the three are, you know, some of the favorites to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, and you know, a new coach in in Joe Brady there. Um, what's it going to be like with him taking his system back to the NFL and trying to, you know, create an exciting. Offense like he did at LSU. I, I mean, he's got Christian McCaffrey in that backfield, so, you know, he's he's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't like their receivers. No, the receivers I'm, are garbage. I'm but, not a fan at all. I, DJ then, Moore's all right, and then behind that, Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel do nothing for yeah. me.
0: They also, again, I always like to see the divisions they got to play, right? So the NFC South is playing the AFC West, which means you're running that Chiefs gauntlet. Yeah. You, you know, you got to play them. Uh, they also are playing the NFC North, so just like the other one, you got the North, the Vikings, the the Packers, the Bears, and even the Lions. I mean, that is no easy wins on that, no, on that schedule. So, well, it's, I, it's, I it's think they're over under set about right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not sure if they got anyone new this year. It's tough to know. Yeah, big changes in that
1: city, huh? <laughs> just a few. Yeah. So you know, you bring in a 42 year old. Six-time Super Bowl champion to take over at the uh, quarterback. Super Bowl champion. I, you said forty-two. I thought Lashawn McCoy. You were talking about. Yeah, or... yeah. Um, <laughs> you add uh, Rob Gronkowski to the mix as well. Yeah, and you have great wide receivers. Unbelievable wide receivers. You've got OJ Howard and Cameron Braid already that play tight end there in town. So there's no real pressure on Gronkowski to be what he's been. Um. And the defense gets after the quarterback yeah, and
0: just harasses the quarterback like crazy.
1: They draft Tyler Johnson, who was a um, really good player in college at Minnesota. Yep. I think that he's a really nice fit there as a third, fourth wide receiver option. Keyshawn Vaughn, one of my guys. Him in the running back situation there with LaShawn McCoy and, and, Ronald, um, Jones. and Ronald Jones. So I think they've got on the offensive side of the ball, they're crazy good. And it'll be interesting to see how much life is in Tom Brady's arm. Was his issue the separation that his receivers were not getting in New England last yeah. year, which has been statistically shown to be some of the worst separation in, in the NFL? Um, so it, it'll be really, really fun to watch with this group of receivers. Were they succeeding because Jameis was a gunslinger and was willing to give them an opportunity and you know just chuck it up down the field?
0: Yeah. But let, let me go over just some of the guys who are going to be rushing the quarterback for the Buccaneers, William Golston, Sue, Vita Vey, Shaquille Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul. That That is a insane yeah. list of guys just chasing your quarterback, yeah. making him run for his life. Um, and you could see it last year. They were getting after the quarterback, but if you could stop that, their secondary did not do very well. They tried to fix some of that with the drafting of Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, but, you know, free safety and safety, they're they're very difficult to make the leap from college to pro. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what kind of uh, learning curve he has. But, man, they're fun.
1: Over-under set at 9.5, juiced
0: big time to the over at minus 155. That's 155 at the over. So yeah. this, is a, this is one you have to make your decision, right? Are the Buccaneers overhyped because of Brady right. and the, the weapons they have? Or is it... They're going to be a contender because of Brady and the weapons they have. Right. You gotta pick a side, you know. Uh, it'll be interesting. I can't wait to see this. I was just talking to somebody today about, you know, oh, do you hope Brady's did you were you mad Brady and so I'm like, no, I cannot wait to see him in Tampa Bay. Yeah. See what he does, how how it looks, like it's gonna be crazy to see.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to watch their games. You yeah. know, I
0: their first I, few games are gonna be must watch TV. Yeah.
1: And I'm on the side of I think they're going to have a great season. I think there's too much there, yeah. and I think the reduction in mistakes from Winston to Brady is going to be a huge player. And yeah, you know what, it, he, that defense was put in so many bad situations because of turnovers. Yeah, that uh, they're going to be so much fresher, and I wouldn't be surprised to see that defense jump to a top five or top ten level defense. With the talent that they have, and not being put in those situations anymore,
0: yeah, it'll be very fun to watch. I think the team should score, and then when you, if you get down trailing them, you do not want your quarterback having to drop back and pass Absolutely. every time against that. I uh, know Atlanta, huh? Falcons of Atlanta had a very interesting year last year. Finished seven and nine um, on the year. They looked
1: had, like they were gonna. Their coach was done.
0: They looked like their whole team was gonna get cut.
1: Yeah, six and two to finish the season. And Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov saved yeah. their jobs down the stretch. So, you know, what is it? What was going on there? Does anybody can, can we really figure that out? They still have all the weapons out there. I think Calvin Ridley is ready to, to really bust out and, and take over that number one role there. Um, that's, that was my controversial take
0: during our fantasy talk. Um, I think you have to decide it was the end of the year how Good, this team was, or is the whole year? And let me give you a cautionary tale about their end of the year. They did beat the Saints, that's a good win, but they lost the other wins Carolina twice. Oh, well, like actually, there's another good one they beat the 49ers, but the other one, Buccaneers, Jaguars, and Carolina twice. So, some of those wins weren't exactly against the NFL's best last season, right? In the but they showed the, year, the flashes, right? In the beginning of the year. When they're playing teams like the Vikings, Colts, Titans, Texans, uh, Rams, Seahawks, they were not only losing but losing badly. Yeah. So I think you're. I think seven and nine is what they are altogether. I think you can't separate and just be like, oh, they closed great. <laughs> they right. did not do great.
1: And Todd Gurley comes into town. And how much does he have left? Is he are his knees done? Is yeah. he is he finished or is he, uh, you know, had he lost his motivation there? Did he have something going on? You know, like. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, He's only 26,
0: man. He's only 26. And I love Austin Hooper being added to this team. I,
1: I Wait, Hoop, Hooper was on this team. Oh, hold on. Hooper moved on. Um, they brought in the kid from Hayden Philadelphia, Hurst. Hayden yeah. Hurst.
0: Yeah, from Baltimore, right. Yeah. Back up one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> one step. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Hayden Hurst, I, I love his head. I think he's more explosive than Hooper. Hooper's too. Hooper's Jason Witten to me. He's solid. Yeah. He's going to be eight yards on the field wide open. But yeah. I think Hayden Hurst can make more plays. Um, Ridley, Julio Jones are crazy. Laquan Treadwell's on this team. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 to me, it all comes down to Todd Gurley. If he's good and fresh, him and Brian Hill can be nasty. If he's not, then I think if you have to have Brian Hill as your go-to guy, you have problems. Yeah. And then the defense. Yeah, there's are uh, a little suspect. They, they they did fix
1: a lot of things when Raheem Morris took over as linebacker from the line as linebackers coach I took over Raheem the play Morris. calling. Yeah, he's he's been around the league a good. long time. Um, you know the defensive line has been has been a little troublesome. Um, and they tried to
0: address it right away. AJ Terrell at corner from Clemson, Marlon Davidson from Auburn. Your Dante Fowler, his, Dante Fowler. Is yeah,
1: big. he he's been added and he's he's a really nice addition there. So um,
0: this this team's interesting, I and mean, like I said in the beginning, this may be the most interesting division because you, I mean the the Falcons' goal is win the division, make the playoffs, make a run. Um, is that realistic? I, I, it's going to be tough, I think, based on their division. Right, play the pan the Buccaneers twice, the Saints, who we're going to get to in a minute, twice. Uh, it's not an easy sledding. What's their over under, Kev? Their over under is.
1: seven and a half
0: seven and a half huh yeah so they're getting again vegas is on it they're going ah they're probably about the same as last year <laughs> yeah todd so grill really is not that much better than right anyone else uh so yeah that'll be an interesting one i think their schedule's tough might be a, it's a tough road for them yeah saints
1: saints of new orleans all right so new orleans they had a very limited draft this year. They only took, what, three or four players in the yeah. whole draft. Um, they've got an aging quarterback. They've got a running back who, you know, he, he burst onto the scene, but since taking over the number one duties, it was a little bit of a disappointment last year um, from the fantasy perspective anyways. Um, they, they made some nice additions, though, to this group.
0: And yeah, bringing in Emmanuel Sanders is mm-hmm. interesting. Malcolm Jenkins, I think, is a big win for them. Yeah,
1: Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the NFL. And don't,
0: don't say that too loud; a lot of people yell at you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It seems to be like a hot button issue. Huh? Yeah, I
0: think a lot of wide receivers take exception to the plethora of uh, targets the man gets.
1: Yeah, but he catches everything. So <laughs> don't hate. Get open. Yeah. He <laughs> led the NFL by 28 targets last year. Yeah. Um, but. He he had eighty eighty and a half percent catch rate on his targets, which listen, is pretty impressive. Listen to the
0: running backs here: Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, and Ty Montgomery. Now, yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's deep. Yep, yeah. and um, I really like the Kamara Murray combination. That's Latavius Murray gets not enough credit.
1: Yeah, and Cam Jordan is great on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, um, you know they they just have. Some really good play. Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best corners. Getting He's top a top three. five. Yeah. yeah, I got him a top three. He's yeah. so good. Um, you know that Janoris Jenkins did a fine job. Yep. Um, so now you, you've you've got a team that's they had Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankins uh, that can both rush the passer, but, but have both had injury issues. Um, so that those are things that they need to they need to address. You know. Yeah. If they can, if they can stay healthy, man, it, it, it's a team on the defensive side of the ball that has a ton of talent. So, you know, can Breeze continue doing what he has been doing. Uh, can some of these additions step up?
0: You yeah, know, they bring in Jameis Winston as insurance for Drew. I mean, Drew Breeze will miss five games last year. They went five and zero without. Him. Is there is
1: there a guy that you'd rather have, like to in this passing offense? in this passing uh-huh. offense to step in and we'll see how know.
0: good LASIK is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> So you know, it's their win total set for the season is thirteen and three last year. So what do we got yeah, for this? thirteen and three. Their over over under is ten and a half. Jeez, it's it's asking a lot out of a team to have to win eleven games. It is,
0: but this team is going to be favored in. 14 out of 16 games, probably. likely, yeah. I mean, every time they walk on the field healthy, you've got to think they're the better football team. Um, you know, it, it, this team has been elite for a lot of years.
1: Yeah, so do you have a lean for your
0: division winner, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's boring, but I, I, I'm picking the Saints. Uh, when pressed about it earlier in the year by somebody else, I said I think the Saints will win the Super Bowl. I just think that their team's so good if they can get a full, healthy season out of Drew Brees. It's so hard to beat them um, with all the weapons on offense, with a defense that has elite players sprinkled around it, Cameron Jordan, um, Lattimore, now Malcolm Jenkins. you have Those guys are elite at their positions. Uh, it's so hard to pick against them. So I'll pick the Saints to win for sure. And
1: I'm going to pick the Buccaneers. I think that it's really going to be its such a loaded front on that on that defensive side of the ball, I think that the the pressure that Brady not turning the ball over 30 sure. times uh, relieves from that defense is what the difference maker is going to be. Not they may not be as explosive on offense, but I no. really feel that, that that pressure that Winston put on that defense constantly with those turnovers. He threw is, like
0: six pick sixes last yeah. year. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: it's just when you when you throw that many interceptions. And it's not just the field position thing, which is a big part of it, but also that that immediate change like that. And it's hard for a defense to just run right out there and be amped up and ready to make the stop, you know? So many times you see the swings where there's an interception and then immediately a big offensive play right behind it. Um, That that stuff happens a lot. So for me, I love Tampa Bay to win this division. And um, now as I look at my over-unders, I'm going to take Carolina under the 5.5. I think that it's a transition year for them, uh, and it's okay that they go four and twelve or five and eleven. It's not
0: a. It's not. It's the. juice for you It's plus
1: one ten for under five and a half.
0: That's one ten. Yeah, I don't. I don't like many of these. Uh, in this, I think. What's the Saints over? What's the? Is it minus? Don't yeah. tell me it's minus. Oh,
1: I think it is. Give um, me a break. I think it's
0: minus to win eleven games. Oh, even money,
1: even money, over ten and a half, even money, minus one thirty to go under.
0: Uh, What about the Falcons?
1: Atlanta is uh, seven and a half
0: here.
1: Their seven and a half is juiced to the under at minus one thirty. Their over seven and a half is even money.
0: Give me Atlanta over.
1: You're going to take Atlanta over seven and a half.
0: Yeah. Get to eight and eight. Yeah. Don't even. You don't even got to be good. Be mediocre. Yeah, I think that offense can can win enough games to. I don't like any of those really. Yeah,
1: I like the oh. Carolina under. It's it, I know it's like I feel a like Tampa number, Bay
0: is a nine and a half one team, but nine or ten that's probably yeah. where they're going to be. I think the Saints are ten or eleven. 10 or eleven. Right. Like there's there's no conviction there <laughs> either yeah. way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really tough. So uh, I think that's all we had on our cards. That tonight, is right? it for it, except for.
1: Oh yes, One we have uh, created a fantasy football league, and we are looking for participants.
0: Come play with us!
1: Yeah, come join the league. Um, winners are going to absolutely get swag, um, yep. Hammered Sports swag. Uh, we've got some shirts, um, coffee mugs. We we can do pretty much anything with our Hammered Sports logo on it. Yeah. Um, may even have That's a, if a you polo. Can beat us. But yeah, you got to beat us first. <laughs> We have a live draft. It's Tuesday, August 25th at 7.30. Tom and I will be recording the draft um, on video and release. Live on Facebook. Yep, live on Facebook, live on YouTube more than likely as well. Um, But This will be one of our live shows, and you'll hear Tom and I debating picks as we go.
0: You get some insider knowledge there.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you guys will hear us talking about some things, but we might throw some smoke screens at you when we're talking about it, uh-huh. see if we can get you to pick somebody we weren't really looking at. Yeah. So, uh, you know, all part of the gamesmanship, but we'll give some commentary about the, the selections people are making as we go, and I think we'll have a lot of fun with it, really just kind of... Uh, yeah. Kind of just making, a, making it a really entertaining draft, if nothing else. Yeah, this
0: is something we've wanted to do since we started this podcast. I think it's it increases the interaction between you guys and us, right? So, if you're interested, reach out to us. We want to make this an annual thing. Maybe get it so we're in two leagues where maybe Kev's in one, I'm in the other one, you know, at some point. It, there's a lot of different options we can go. But if you're interested, reach out to me at Tabby11 on uh, Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'm uh K grade junior 99 at hammered underscore sports yep um, that Twitter handle is, is the best way to probably yeah. hit us up because yeah, we both get that <laughs> <laughs> um, also we can give out the league ID and you can just sign up if you want to uh, if you want to yeah. do it so um, Tom has the league ID and password there it's on NFL.com this is our and the reason I used NFL.com is my first time using that platform. And I wanted to try a different a different fantasy football platform for this.
0: Yeah. So NFL.com. The league ID is 871-6505. 871-6505. The password is going to be Hammered Sports 2020. The H and S hammered and Sports are capital. So Hammered Sports 2020.
1: So feel free to hop into that league, guys. And um, we'll... one
0: hint before the draft, check out the scoring. Uh, we did use custom scoring. It is a full PPR, but there are some little variations on there. Yeah,
1: some small variations to try to kick things up and make it more exciting. So, yeah, um, That's it for tonight. Uh, yeah. Next week we'll have a recap of UFC 252. Um, we'll have a recap of the Wyndham Championship. We'll be balls and, deep in
0: hockey playoffs. and Check in on the NBA because the NBA is yeah. going to get started that weekend. And something near and dear to both Kevin and I's heart, afc and nfc east previews absolutely so get, get your popcorn ready for that one should It'll be, be really
1: fun and you know let's just quickly mention college football's got a couple of conference cancellations for their season oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'll give updates on that next week yeah, as the well nfl's we,
0: talking about having saturday games more often yeah, whatever it takes so i get football open.
1: all weekend give me football all weekend yeah, that's absolutely. what i need all right guys we'll catch you next week See, ya. See ya.